Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of our Tea to Green Winter Rules Podcast, presented by Golf Dojo, as we broadcast live from our Golf Dojo Tea to Green studio here on our in their transit lo- road location in Williamsville. With our Tea to Green team this week, Brian Colziel and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Jeff, welcome. Yeah, I don't know how, how <laughs> cheery I feel. Yesterday was the Bills game. so Coming off of the uh, the Bills fun, yes. Yeah, um, I thought we were going to win on that last drive, and um, I woke up this morning, yeah, not in a good mood. But, yeah, but hey, you know what? It's time to turn the page and get to golf season. So it's a, it's a good time of year to start thinking about spring and, and hitting some golf balls, yeah. Uh, one quick thing on the Bills. The, the thing that I think is so tough about this, just the game, is that you try to put some, like, sense into okay here's why we lost like to let let your brain have that closure right, yeah you bought to blame someone and i mean I, I feel like the blanket statement to make was we couldn't stop him and then i sit there and say well it's the best quarterback in the nfl and half of our defense was third stringers so like i try to say well maybe that's why it happened so easily but then, then, but then I look at it and say we <laughs> scored seven points in the second half, and we had multiple chances to go down and score, and we just never punched it in. So with that, you're right. The offense was very disappointing in the second half. It was 17-13 at the half. Right. If you would have said to me, Kansas City's going to finish with 27, you have to get 11 more points in the second half to win this game. I just assumed I would have signed up. Every time for that. And I thought we yes. were going to score in that last drive. I thought, yeah, yeah and uh, I don't know what happened. You know, he had, uh, he had a couple of receivers open there on the one play. Whatever. It's, uh, it, it always comes down to if we win, we're, <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're having these conversations are vastly different. And look at you know, Dawkins bumps into Allen on that throw to the end zone to Shakir. Maybe if, if, he, if, he held, if he holds the ground for a half a more second, maybe the throw is perfect to Shakir. And the Bills take the lead, and the place is going bonkers. And maybe, or Josh, the defense comes to up. the right when he gets yes. ready to load that and throw it, and he, he gets everything into it, and it's a touchdown. And we there's a lot. And of maybe the bass kick goes in, and we go to overtime. Maybe maybe some maybe they get a stop somehow. I, I mean, it wasn't trending that way, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and we did get lucky um, with that fumble out of the end zone. I thought so that kept us in the game. Otherwise, it might have been uh, over a lot earlier. But you know, uh, six and six to making it there. I'm gonna always try to choose and find the positive in it but uh, right now it's hard to hard to think that way when they were six and six if you would have said they're hosting an afc divisional round playoff but they didn't get out of it you would have signed up for it right then and there of course yeah you'd want seven in a row but now you're in the moment yeah right well it's like if i texted you and said hey i just shot even par on the front (laughs) i'd say way too early buddy right (laughs) or if i texted you hey I'm I'm one under through fourteen, and then I finished five over. Well, if I would have came to the course for the day and said I shot seventy seven, I'd be extremely happy. But when I was one under on fourteen, it finished with a seventy seven. Now I'm mad. You very, know? <laughs> very good analogy, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, and the fun thing about the NFL, like the PGA Tour, is it's year round and you can follow it. And now it's the hey, what do we do with coaches, draft picks, players, signings? I'm gonna have a hard time watching Kansas City if they win any. Any more games, so I'm not going to be very happy to watch them win. The Lions, to me, are super likable. I'll be rooting for them out of the remaining four teams. So yeah, my I'm mom's a Detroit native, be... so I'm always always rooting for the Lions. That's right. So hopefully the Lions will keep it going here uh, for, for another struggling uh, NFL sports city. Talk about someone who's keeping it going. Yes. The young amateur, Nick Dunlap. Nick Dunlap has been really an incredible story this past weekend, and probably for many of you listening here in the Western New York area, um, by the way, thanks for listening to our Winter Rules podcast presented by, Mel- by uh, Golf Dojo. Uh, you probably didn't watch golf yesterday because it was heavy NFL, but what a story. 
an amateur golfer winning on the PGA Tour for the first time since the early 90s with Phil Mickelson doing it. And he came into the week an amateur ranked 4,129th in the world and gets a win. He's now 68th in the world, the biggest jump since the official world golf rankings have occurred ever, the biggest jump ever. And now, not only does he win, but he gets all the stuff that goes with it. The two-year exemption to all the PGA Tour events, all the elevated events, all the majors, including going to the Masters. So the only thing he doesn't get to collect, Jeff, is that first-place check. (laughs) You know, I don't think he has to worry about that. And when you say amateur, it almost sounds like he came out of the blue. This guy did not come out of the blue. He he won the U.S. Amateur. He's he's a tremendously fine player. All the new setups with the PGA Tour, he was certainly going to be one of those players that would have a, a crack to qualify through all the points he's earned, through all his wins. I think his record was 29-2 and two in match play in USGA events. Um, he's already qualified for the U.S. Open and the Masters yeah. because of those wins. And now with this Tour win, um, he's taken this week off, from what I understand. He's exempt into this week because he's a tour member now. And uh, as an amateur, I don't know. He went back home. I imagine he's going home to meet with an agent to to turn pro to to figure things out. What's his next step? Because he's a sophomore in college. And, I mean, he can make some money on NIL, and I'm sure he was getting paid to play tailor-made clubs and Adidas hats and stuff that, like that yesterday. But he's looking at uh, he's looking at a very successful tour career for a 20-year-old. I think we're going to be watching him for a very long time. You don't join the ranks of a Phil Mickelson and a Jordan Spieth, who was a pro, but he won very young, yep. um, and, and and not be something special coming out. So Dunlop, actually just within the last hour of us recording this here on a Monday, he said, quote, after a life-changing last 24 hours, I've decided to withdraw from this week's Farmers Insurance Open. I want to go home to Alabama, be with my family, friends, and teammates. Thank you to everybody uh, at the Farmers Insurance Open for these opportunities. Sounds like he obviously maybe just, I'm going to take a breath here. Smart see, move. Kind of see like what's next, right? Would you, you know. If I, I didn't have the exemption, I'd keep playing. But he's got, now he's got the exemption. He's in the four majors. He's going to sign a big contract, whatever he does. And I, I got to think it's super hard to go back and, and play in a 36-hole carrier bag one day tournament at, you know, Southern Pine, whatever it is, um, ride the bus with all that when you could be playing against, you know, getting paired with the best players in the world in the final group. And now he has the confidence to think he can win because he's proven it as a 20-year-old. So talk about a springboard into a tour career. Um, You can't imagine a better situation for a young player. And like you said, he hasn't come out of the blue. If people were calling, uh, you know, players in the next couple years who are going to be great tour players, his name would be at the top of all those lists. So, again, whether he stays pro or amateur – Dunlop winning means he misses out at the moment, uh, obviously on on the one point five million. But you know, hopefully, you know, for him things over the make, next twenty years. Yes, over the over the next uh, things to come, he hopes that uh, he'll make that and plenty more. He moves to sixty eighth in the world in golf ranking, receives that Masters invite, pro or not pro. If he changes his status, he still gets to go. Right. Um, he's exempt on the PGA Tour now through twenty twenty six. To have access to those signature events, though, he has to turn pro for that. So if he wants to turn pro... Those are PGA Tour events. That's yes. why you need to be a PGA Tour member. Yeah. But a 20-year-old amateur, Alabama sophomore. Pretty amazing. The first amateur to claim victory on the PGA Tour since Phil Mickelson in 1991. And, you know, for those that didn't see it, the 18th hole, he hits his drive uh, a little in some trouble, 
and he has to make par to win. And then his second shot ends up running to the right of the green, but he gets a good bounce in the gallery carpet area, and it kind of runs up into a collection area, chips it to six feet. Six feet, yeah, yeah. I think so. And then uh, ends up making the putt. He was, I uh, I would say that. it's like a six footer or so. And then he comes in and the big fist pump, super pumped. What a way to do it there to uh, to win by one. And from what I was told, his college coach was his caddy. And as he was over that putt, he goes, "Your mom can make this putt, dude." So what he said. You know, that's a confidence boost. And um, how about uh, twelve under doesn't make the cut in this event. So you shoot twelve under, you missed a cut. He shoots twenty nine under through four rounds. Golf is hard. Ladies and gentlemen, and that's that's some really good playing, and that's not a weak field. He beat really good players. Scotty Scheffler was in the field. Yes, Xander Shoffley was in the field. Some some top Justin, players. Uh, the, Justin uh, Thomas uh, was in the field. Right. Yeah, another yes. Alabama guy. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations, Nick Dunlop. What a cool story. But to be the first amateur to win since '91, and Mickelson, Mickelson, by the way, on his social media, congratulated him and talked about that quite a bit. Um, He's got to be a live target. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Are you surprised, um, or sh- are, or would you say maybe not, in the sense that just how college golfers now and how golfers are getting better at such a younger age? Or is this still is this still very surprising for a sophomore in college to win? To me, it's very surprising still. Um, even you know, um, I, I think it's less surprising to be honest on the on the women's tour. Um, women mature at a younger age. It seems like the quality of competition on the men's tour. You have to really really develop as a player to compete at the highest level now having said that he's played in the open he's played in a bunch of usgas he won the amateur he's 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 represented the united states in the is it the walker cup i mean he's done everything so he's used to that crucible but to go out and still and beat the best best players in the world head to head toe to toe going down 18 having to make a great par um, everything he did um, somebody had a good point. He was they played with amateurs up until Sunday, so it might have been a little better to play with an amateur group on Saturday instead of feeling all that pressure being paired yeah. with tour players. And then he just got one good round. He shot what seventy, uh, I think, on the last day, and all, that's all it took to lead to win. And you know, I can't give a kid enough credit. I do think, to your point, players are better now at a younger age. We know more about fitness. We know more about golf. We know more about fitting. We know more about the swing. We know. We know everything, you know, It's it, it, we, we've gotten better and there's a science and an art to it all and everybody's gotten better and the younger players are better now than 20 years ago for sure. But still to, to crack, you know, basically what I always consider the Olympic level of golf, to go out and win basically a gold medal in an Olympic event is um, is hard to do at that age. And congratulations to him. Cool to watch. Yeah. And, you know, that's what makes the PGA Tour cool. We lose people to live and all this other stuff, but... The PGA Tour, there's always somebody coming up like him that makes golf fun to watch. Dunlop shot a 60 on Saturday in that third round. He went 64, 65, 60, and then 70 <laughs> to close it out. Pretty amazing. At 20. <laughs> I yep. saw a, a quote by uh, Justin Thomas. I, I, was, I didn't think I'd have to worry about some college kid during this event. Yeah, shooting 60 and going to 30 under. So, yep. Christian Bezoidenhout made a birdie on 18 yep. in the group in front of him to to make it interesting, to, to get to 28 under, Dunlop had to par to stay no, at 49. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you had a three-way tie for third at 27 under, including that's where JT and Shoffley ended up sitting. So he beats, as you mentioned, big names in the field. Scheffler finished in a tie for 17th. 
uh, at 21 under. Cam Young is in, you know, tied for 21 is there, uh, 21 under as well. So, yeah, there were some bigger names in this field. Uh, it's played over three courses. They all played the same course on Sunday, but um, to put up to put up, yeah, it's a pro am to put up 29 under. Uh, I know there's sometimes some courses that we say are birdie courses, but that's three different courses. So you're each day. It's not like you're you're in a groove on the same course. So I guess I want to say I'm even more a little bit more. I'll give him a little bit more even credit for doing that. It's not like well, it's the easy course four days in a row. You can just rack up birdies. Like each day, you had to take a little different approach, maybe. Yeah, and it, and the conditions, uh, and there were a lot of things going on. It's almost a shame that the NFL was competing against that that weekend because. That would have been some spectacular golf to watch, but I, like everybody else in Western New York, yeah. was getting ready for the Bills game, and uh, we didn't get to see it. I got to watch a lot of highlights. I've known who he is, obviously, because he's a fine player, and um, and just I kept checking back. I'm like, yeah, hey, the kid's still in it, yeah, and it's uh, amazing. Yeah, it was really really cool to see, um, fun for golf, and I I can't wait to see him at the Masters. So you mentioned that opposite the Bills game, where we. Uh, we know that NFL rules sports TV, yep. no matter what. The PGA Tour redid their entire season, I think smartly, to avoid their playoffs, their FedEx Cup playoffs, going up against week one and week two of the NFL like it did a handful of years ago. They bumped it up and I think smartly finished it. At the end of August. At the end of August to yep. get done before uh, the NFL. And, you know, look at, you're a PGA golf pro. You've made this your career, your profession. I am a golf nut that has a podcast and a golf radio show and loves to play golf. You and I are watching the NFL in week one and oh, week two. Yeah. So, like, the fact that the, the interest diminishes when the NFL starts is understandable because I'm, I'm also in the same boat, too. Right. So to move those playoffs the way they did at the end of August, I think, was just an extremely smart move. Here's another question I have for you. Would you... In January, February, when the NFL playoffs are still going on, would you consider events that go Wednesday through Saturday? Would you consider events that go Tuesday through Friday so that you're not competing against the NFL? Sometimes on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, there's maybe something, there's not a lot of sports on. And that opening piece of the week, there could be some opportunities there. I know that everybody can find something. Maybe you're like, oh, well, there's a Sabres game, or maybe there's somebody, somebody's a big college basketball fan or something like that. But would you consider, do you think, even though maybe locally the attendance would be a little down at the event on site, would it make for better TV? Would you get better ratings? If someone like NBC said, hey, instead of running a sitcom reruns, we can have live PGA Tour golf from Hawaii, from California on at night at 7 o'clock. Well, I think... I think it's a great idea. I think part of the problem is it's out in California, and I would love to see it just maybe next week um, for the AFC-NFC championship games if we finished on. I think this is the week it goes Friday to Saturday. They do do it this week, okay. I think, for the Farmers. Which is smart. Yeah. And then, um, but, you know, in Hawaii, that's tough to do, and then the Super Bowl week. But, um, but I do think that's a good idea. I know you lose another day of national recognition for it and, right. um, and all the other things that go with the partners and add dollars and everything else i do like the idea though i do uh, but in in a couple of weeks it's not going to matter because once football's over what does what does everybody's right. focus turn to it's college basketball and golf yep um and golf will be running through the whole spring and summer and we'll have some great events and so it's only a few weeks but i would like to i'd love to be able to catch the final round this week it's a great event but i'm not going to catch it what if the, the final round fight. ended on friday night 
I don't, don't know if I'd like that because, A, I go to bed early. But yeah. Well, <laughs> you're in yes. California. But, um, no, but it's Saturday. Hey, you know, hey, if it was I, a Saturday. I, yeah, yeah. compete against college basketball. It's early in the season for college basketball. You can this week, Farmers Insurance you know, Open is going to go Wednesday is, to Saturday. Is that what it does? So yes. that's, that's to, to go To get away from the AFC and NFC Championship. And maybe the week of the Super Bowl, isn't that the same week? Of it's usually Phoenix Open. Yeah, Phoenix the, the waste open, management open. But that one, but the Super Bowl's late in the day, and they finish that before the Super Bowl, which right. is that's smart. smart. Yeah, yeah. So, I always have that on too before the Super Bowl. So I think starts. they're doing the right things. Um, I mean, they've got smart people there over at the PGA Tour and the, and the TV partners that they have trying to get as many eyeballs as they can to this. And it would have been fun if this kid did it like on a week when we all could have seen it though. Right. I agree. Wait, you didn't mention there's not going to be meaningful Sabre games to watch here? Oh, I, that March? was coming up next. Did you I forget mean, to tell me yeah, about that? <laughs> yes. Um, they're really close to breaking through. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast games for me this week. Anaheim. Yeah. L.A., San Jose. They all start at what time? 10, 10.30. <laughs> the San Jose game, of course, it's at 4 o'clock because it's a Saturday. Now, okay. Saturday night, I'd be fine at 10.30, but whatever. Right. It, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that's going on. But but it is. it does feel like the calendar's turned. Now, now that the Bills have lost, I do feel like, in my mind, the calendar's turned towards golf season. Yeah. All right. Speaking of that, people might be thinking, all right, my weekends maybe are not now consumed by Bills games or tailgating all day or things like, or Bills parties. What about getting some swings in now? Maybe oh, yeah. a lot of people now are saying, you know what, it's, even though it's winter indoor golf season, I'm going to go start hitting now. They obviously can come here to Golf Dojo. Uh, if you want to remind everybody, there's also a new second, brand new location on Niagara Falls Boulevard in Tonawanda, right across from the Boulevard Mall. Um, people are probably starting to think about Next year, equipment. Do I maybe want to get some lessons? Do I want to start swinging again here? But you can come to the Golf Dojo. Jeff, I know an opportunity to take lessons with you is here. Yeah, it's lesson season. This is the time we start getting busy because everybody's, you know, my, hey, how am I going to get better for this year? What am I going to do to improve this year? What can I do? You know, and it doesn't always take a lot. It could be just one simple move that makes your swing a lot better, makes you more confident as a player, and maybe just understanding what you need to do. And one of the cool things we got going is you 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 started this program. We're running a little program for some high school kids at the Golf Dojo on uh, on Niagara Falls Boulevard on is it Tuesday Tuesdays? Nights? Yeah. yeah. So anybody who's got a high school golfer, that's check it out online. It's a pretty cool deal. They get to hit some balls, play some golf with their buddies, and get to work on the game a little bit while they're here for a couple hours a week. So that's the kind of stuff we're trying to do. That's the time of year. Hey, now we're going to start watching Pebble Beach and Torrey Pines and. Pretty soon we'll start Beautiful hearing the Masters jingle again <laughs> and uh, Players' Championships coming up, and our radio show is going to reboot very shortly. Yep, we're uh, about a month away from our first radio show at the end of February. One thing, Jeff, that I think you kind of gave me as a challenge these last couple of years, and I think it's worked well, is to kind of set a goal for, like, you know, maybe is there a certain portion of your game that you want to really improve on? over the course of the next year? Or is there a certain practice routine that you want to make sure that you really stick to? Uh, or it could even be something just as, I want to, you know what, I want to walk more instead of riding the cart, mm-hmm. you know, riding the, you know, some, some sort of like golf goal for 2024. For me last year, I told you I wanted to get better at putting. I wanted to make more putts. Yes, I was, I thought doing a good job of not three putting, but I said, I, I there was a lot of those, you know, eight, 15 foot putts that you stand over that you believe, Hey, I can make this. Yeah. And a lot of them weren't going in. And I, and I noticed a lot of it was maybe that I was still being conservative. It was always, it, I'm always on the mindset of like, I'm not three. I don't want to three putt. I think I'm a very good non three putter. 
I didn't think I was a very good one putter. I was trying to really improve on that a little bit more. I know we've been working on our my putting techniques when we play together from time to time and things like that, but I think that I I improved last year. My scores, I had some of those nicer lower rounds because my putting did get better. I did start to make some of those putts. It's incremental in golf, and part of it is just listening to you talk. I'm trying yeah. not to three-putt. Instead yes. of trying to See? make it, yep. I'm, I'm wishing it in. No, it was definitely a mentality that I had to get more aggressive with it, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, when your fundamentals are better, like this is a great time to work on your putting because you can just do so many drills at your house. I used to do them, I still do them, watching Sabres games. I have a little three-foot putting board. I try to make 50 one-handed right-handers just, you know, in a row or whatever it is. I work on left-handers, right-handers. Try to make as many in a row as I can. Work on my fundamentals. Work on my posture. Work on my setup. Work on my ball position. And just hit a gajillion putts. Same thing when you're working indoors. Don't just go to here or anywhere and just hit balls into the screen mindlessly. Have a focus. Have a goal. Hey, what's my plan for my practice today? If I'm just going into practice it's not very effective. You know what I mean? Let's let's go. Hey, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some of this drill. I'm gonna do some of that drill. I know I got a lesson the other day. I need to work on this, this, and this. So I got three drills I can do. Don't just hit 20 shots. Hit one drill swing, one shot. You know, take a break. Do a couple more drill swings. Hit a shot. Drills, shots, and work more so on the drills at this time of year and your fundamentals than just hitting shots in the screen or playing a golf course, which is fun to do and do that every once in a while too. But yeah, but if you're really trying to get better at the game, you know, get better the proper way. I mean, make your practice more effective. Make the time you spend when you're hitting balls way more effective. So many people practice poorly. That's the big difference between a good player and a poor and not so good player sometimes is how effectively they spend their time when they're practicing. Yeah. No, I think it's great advice because I mean, I just Well, you coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you've you got to set these goals and and I always think Jeff, you've always given me the mentality too with golf with and, and and this this is not meaning to say that you're providing le- less info, but the less is more mentality of the like just the okay. Here's the one thing I want to improve on. Here's how I'm going to do it, and just have that like kind of that direct mind thought versus 17 things all kind of half. You know what I mean? You know, I, if you go get a lesson and somebody yeah. tells you 12 different things to do in your golf swing, you're with the wrong instructor. Just so you know, yeah. um, there's a way to make a a, a move. Feel like it's one simple move or could you let down into one thought um, and, and if you understand it and why it's going to help you make you better and if you can see why you're not and what the good players do and if it all makes sense it makes your practice more effective and then you blend it in with a ton of drills and, and being aware cognizant of it and then usually whatever you're getting taught you're, you watch the players on Saturday this Saturday during the fun, they're doing the same things and then you you pick it up and it becomes part of your your game then it be, you know you kind of beat it into your game so this is the time of year to beat some really good fundamentals into your game so when you're playing all summer you don't even have to think about it great advice there from our pga pro jeff Minas. you can contact jeff here at golf dojo mygolfdojo.com is the website jeff if they want to become a member here what does that give them oh it's great um there's two there's 20 and 200 dollars levels there's uh Basically, the twenty dollars recommend uh, levels the per month per yep. month. Yeah, so it saves you ten bucks an hour. So if you book two hours, you break even. It gives you twenty four hour access to both of our locations, and it gives you ten days booking out in advance. So if you're trying to book a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning during peak times, you also get an extra bay at each facility. So we have ten bays between the two facilities. Eight of them are bookable by the public. Uh, ten of them are bookable by our members. 
Okay. So opportunity there, even on busy days on Saturdays or oh, yeah. when the weather's bad, you know uh, you've got really good access to get in here. So well, this is our busy time of year because now, like I said, yeah. people are starting to flip to, yeah, pretty soon we'll be seeing a. Uh, Masters commercials. It's great. Yeah. MyGolfDojo.com is the website. We appreciate their support also of our Tee to Green Winter Rules podcast. All right, Jeff, have a great week. Thank you very much. Yeah, it'll be a little quieter without the bills to worry about. That's right. right. I know. Too bad. Oh, well. Well, it's golf season. Let's get going. All right. I'm on board. Here we go. All right. PGA Pro Jeff Metis. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for listening to another edition of our Tee to Green Winter Rules podcast. Again, mygolfdojo.com is the website. We will talk to you next time right here on our Tee to Green Winter Rules podcast.